Hello, everyone. This is Holy Name Sisters, Women on a Mission. We're so glad you found our podcast. And if you want further information about any of our podcasts, you can go to our website, snjmusontario.org. My name is Sister Teresa Shields, and I live in beautiful Seattle. And my co-host this season is Sister Kathleen Griffin. So Kathleen, can you say a few words about yourself? I'd be happy to. Yes, I am on the east coast of our great province, and I uh, live in Silver Spring, Maryland. I'm assisting Teresa with season two of this wonderful series, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you, Kathleen. And our guests today, we have two guests who are very special women who I've known since high school in Holy Name Spokane. Their names are Sister Rosemary Thielman and Sister Roberta Lamana. Several years ago, they began an adult senior enrichment program called Wisdom Works. They were trying to get the wisdom of the seniors. And it's such a beautiful story. I can't wait for all our listeners to hear it. Before we introduce them, uh, Sister Kathleen will read our prayer at the beatification of Marie Rose de Roche, our foundress. Thank you, Teresa. This prayer is, of course, dedicated to Marie Rose. It reads, Blessed Marie Rose de Roche, obtain for us the audacity of faith, the simplicity of hope, the power of love, that we may actualize the words of Jesus, I have come to cast fire upon the earth and would that it were already kindled. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Kathleen. So, Roberta, I'm going to start with you and ask you, what prompted you, what motivated you to start Wisdom Works with Rosemary so many years ago? And what were you doing in our community before you started Wisdom Works? Over the years uh, prior to our beginning Wisdom Works, Rosemary and I both worked in schools and parishes in diocesan offices, and we worked with an international program renew of renewal and we loved all those ministries but felt that we needed to create something that would meet people in a different way where they were and call them to an even greater uh, awareness of what they desired in their life spiritually so as we prepared to develop this ministry we held the acts of our general chapter in our hearts and those acts were de uh, are developed every five years to give guidance and planning to the community. Particularly important to us was the call to cont uh, contemplation and action, the call to liberate women, and the call to promote justice. We wanted to form a ministry that held those values. And we chose to uh, do what energized us. We gathered with people who desired spiritual nourishment, inviting people who had spiritual hunger to search for meaning and empowering men and women to find their own inner strength and power. We wanted also to serve the poor and disadvantaged. And in all of our planning, we wanted to be inclusive of all peoples. So that helped to lead us to what you've asked, Kathleen, the name. 
there were two sisters, Holy Name sisters, who had a ministry called Grace Works. So we thought we could just keep on going with the works idea because wisdom does work in everyone. So it seemed appropriate. Wisdom works. Perfect. Very, very inspiring. Wisdom works sort of like flowered out into many things. I'd be very interested to see how you uh, shaped it locally and globally. The uh, mission of Wisdom Works uh, was to integrate spirituality into all stages of life, through workshops, retreats, gatherings, and so on. We all, uh, we were very aware of people's hungering for more in their lives. And COVID certainly brought that to the fore. So we introduced people to many different resources that awakened a different perspective, something they hadn't thought of before in their lives and something that moved their hearts. So using films like DeWitt Jones, Celebrate What's Right with the World, we brought people to a new awareness and a new hope in the reality in their world uh, of what they wanted in life spiritually. Mm. Our definition of spirituality, which kind of undergirds all of this, is finding meaning and value in everyday life. That's what we mean when we talk spirituality. So our effort in Wisdom Works was to provide resources for living life at a deeper level and then create that environment in which participants in any aspect of Wisdom Works could find more meaning in everyday life. Be they, we'll talk about this, but be they elders, be they business people, be they women, whatever. That we would honor the full development of each person at every stage of life. And, and, and to build community and connectedness, those are two things so important in our world and so important in the whole elderly aspect. And as Rosemary said, our hope was to invite people to be uh, who they want to be, who they are, at the point they're at, but to be open to new growth in their life, new spiritual growth. Uh, you probably got a lot of positive feedback from uh, those people that you worked with or you made presentations to. How did you, what was your bellwether to determine that you were actually being successful? and that you were contributing through the Holy Spirit to the transformation of people's lives? Well, we always, um, no matter who we were with, you know, uh, the group, whatever, we always evaluated what we did, whether it's a written evaluation or thumb up or however we did it, we always evaluated. And the participants really told us by their actions uh, by their spirit, by their interests, by their faces, by their sharing, as they shared so beautifully when something was going well. And we listened to people for that input. Through the evaluation, we found out what was of value and then also what needed to change. So we were always open to change. Those, those two pieces were really critical. What was valuable to them? and what needed to change. Mm -hmm. So to answer part of your question, I mean, that really formed a basis of helping us to know where we wanted to maneuver. Mm -hmm. We also had a, uh, a very active board. Oh. Uh, Roberta and Rosemary, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted to add to that. 
answer to your question, my sister-in-law's sister, many years ago, lives in Coeur d'Alene, and she called me one day, and she couldn't stop talking about this, these wonderful, fabulous women she had met named Sister Roberta and Sister Rosemary, because she had gone to one of your workshops. And she's a teacher. She was exhausted from teaching first grade all day long and caring for her elderly parents. She always asks about you, even now. Cool. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you, Teresa. Thank you for that. That's nice. Any comments? It's always like, nice to hear. Yeah. Any, anytime you want to share those comments, feel free. <laughs> the other thing we did with evaluation is uh, we, had, we had a very active, vibrant board. And they um, had a key role in helping us to look at what we were doing and how we were doing it and how people were responding. They were great. They were just a wonderful addition. I, and they, I'm, I'm hearing all of the SN, not only the SNJM values, but uh, all our skill set. Fabulous educators, great organizers, collaborators, listeners. Uh, inviting the laity in to share the vision and to create the programs. And uh, those are all things that I think our world needs more of today. Uh, strong communications based on love. Yeah. So thank you. That's for right. That. That's, That's a nice right. way to say it. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. And, and so Kathleen, to honor some of what you're saying, uh, when Roberta was talking about our board, they were even willing to get up on the stage in none outfits and dance and uh, <laughs> do anything they could to raise money and funds and support for us. So that, yes, that was a, a, a great bondage. And that's what, a good board. What a, gift, what a gift to them. People are hungering for a way to really be involved in something transforming yeah. that yeah. gives them life, you know, yeah. and brings yeah. life. So yeah. thank you. You really, yeah. wisdom, wisdom really works. It does work. <laughs> so tell us about your offerings for women. That was probably most, you know, the, the beginning part is, is so important to when you're developing anything. Right. And uh, we um, discerned in a week-long retreat separately because we wanted to make sure we wanted to work, use our skills together and work together. And then attended a national workshop that was uh, for people in nonprofits and and uh, tried to breathe the excitement of women from all over that were doing what we were trying to do. And then Berta went to a workshop back there. It was in Philadelphia. And they talked about this thing called Google. Google. And, and, <laughs> and she came back to me and said, I think this will be very helpful to us. <laughs> so you can see this was a while ago. But it, all of that, uh, then, then we, well, we also studied and became senior adult ministers uh, from St. Louis uh, in, in university for uh, working with elders. So we, we did that and then we worked with our consultant and we thought, we knew that we really cared about, both of us really cared about elders. That was a really easy thing to say. We knew we cared about elders. And one of the things that motivated me in uh, working with elders was my own experience with my mom mm -hmm. as she aged um, and through all the stages of, you know, uh, diminishment uh, and uh, it just uh, moved my heart to want to be present to and assist people as they were eldering and to find just joy and great life in the midst of a lot of suffering and letting go uh, a lot of loss 
So that was the motivation for elders for me. And then we both knew that we wanted to work with women. So that was pretty easy. But I also wanted to work with the business community. And because in today's environment, if you go to work empty and you come home for work more empty, what's there? You know, and what do you bring to your family? So we really wanted to work on how people could fill their cups and, and really have life and vitality at work. So now this sounds really disparate, but thank God we had a great consultant who said to us, let's put all three of them together and we'll interconnect them. So we did that. And a real simple example of that was the very first workshop for moms mm -hmm. that we had. Okay, you wanna tell yeah, them about that? Yeah, for the first workshop that we had for moms, we um, went to a business community uh, to Louisiana Pacific, which big um, manufacturing, Lumbering. lumbering, I don't know, company. And uh, one of the people there was, who was a supervisor was a friend of ours. And uh, so we felt we could go to her and say, uh, Linda, could we put signs on people's desks at Louisiana Pacific that says, um, we uh, support and care for and respect and reverence moms. So that day that we had the workshop, there were 50 signs on people's desks, or there were signs on 50 people's desks, and uh, that said about respect and reverence. And uh, the uh, supervisor told us later that that totally changed the work environment. To have them focusing on something bigger in their support and care for others. And the moms were I kind of almost shocked that a business would care about them enough to do that that day. Mm -hmm. So whenever we did a workshop in one group, we we joined the other. We joined the others. So yeah. I wanted to share that with you because I think that was a very unique and very powerful piece of the whole journey. Mm -hmm. So do you want me to go back now and go us go? Yes, back? we will in a second. Oh. I just want to make one comment about your utter creativity <laughs> and how you think of things in such a lovely way that now me as a former administrator and teacher, I would never have thought of that. But to get your point across that you valued moms, women in such a tangible way, that's so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. That really, uh, and part of that was working with a really wonderful consultant mm -hmm. who had started like 100 people in nonprofits. Mm -hmm. uh, but also it was Yes, yeah. art asserting. So back to women. Well, you know, what I, you know what I thought of as each of you were speaking is uh, through our long careers before projects like this, principaling schools and teaching mm -hmm. and doing that whole life journey, um, so many things that we saw, saw and grieved over in the communities of the students we had and served, in the families of our faculties that mm -hmm. we could do nothing about. And all those images and memories are stored away for wisdom works. And I think that really was a lot of the inspiration that you enjoyed and shared with others. At least I get that sense. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. that sense. Yeah. I think that's so true. Yeah. Um, back to the whole thing for women. One of the bright spots that I, that I think in our work with wisdom works was an invitation to seven women who had spent many years together 
and had written a book entitled In Our Shoes, Seven Women Reveal Their Souls. Uh -huh. and, <laughs> do you like it? <laughs> we, or, we organized we, we organized the citywide presentation held at Northside Hall College here and invited the mayor and we enjoyed the power of their stories uh, they were so honest so we got the joys and the sorrows uh, we got the gut stuff we got everything and it helped us as we listened to them realize but we know but forget that that sometimes joy and sorrow live together. So following that presentation, that major presentation, we we offered small groups for women and they brought a shoe and decorated it. And in the end, it told the story of their lives. So really deep uh, reaching out with that. Did mm -hmm. we had other offerings too for women, uh, lots of offerings for women, but we called them nights of nourishment. And sometimes we added it with a meal and sometimes not. Uh, and we offered those regionally and uh, they were just positively uh, received. We also had um, a number of national speakers come. Uh, Mary Figlino, who is a delightful presenter from the East Coast. No, Denver. Oh, Denver. I was thinking she's from the East no, Coast. No, so Seattle. Oh, Zoglio. <laughs> Anyway, she uh, gave a number of presentations for us. And one was on the book, The Red Tent, which women loved. They loved, you know, the sharing and the uh, opening up of what that was all about. And she also did some things on Myers-Briggs and uh, a number of other topics. And we had such great response uh, to her uh, from the people that came. And, and we're just touching on something that I think we thought we might say later, but I, I think one of the things that I was grateful for the way we organized our, our, our wisdom works was we did a lot ourselves of presenting things, but we also tried to bring in others. So yeah. it wasn't just yeah. us and our idea yeah. of life. We provided a lot of different workshops for elders also. And they, uh, we tried to not call them workshops. They didn't like that name. They wanted, they, it made them think of school, made mm -hmm. them think of tests. Passing and failing. Uh, passing and failing. Okay. So we usually called them gatherings, gatherings with elders, again, on spirituality and aging. And we did that with parishes, with other groups in our region and so on. And we had one group that we have one group that that for over 16 years we have been sharing with them and doing doing days of reflection for them uh, throughout the year and uh, we kept saying to them you need to get somebody new you need to hear something different and they kept saying no we want you so we built a very strong bond with that group and uh, it's very painful for us when any one of them is sick or di dies it's the hardest part of working with seniors adults yeah uh, the people that we lose they go to heaven yeah Mm -hmm. uh, we had one elder who uh, was very deeply involved in aging and adult services in our area. Mm -hmm. And uh, she came to one of the first workshops that we did for seniors, or gatherings that we did. <laughs> uh, her name was Sadie. And Sadie told us afterwards, she said, I've attended so many workshops for elders in my life, but none have ever dealt with spirituality and aging, who I am as I age. She said, it is a joy to 
have this experience. And Sadie became a real catalyst for something that happened in Wisdom Works. We, we loved sharing with her. She had powerful stories of her life and we'd sit and have tea and cookies and listen to her. And she nudged us forward to some thinking. Teresa, I hope this connects with your creativity idea that if her story was so amazing, what about all the other life stories of elders? So out of that was born the project, No Life is Ordinary, whereby we visited and videoed 26 elders in their homes. And each of them got a copy of that video and then we formed a little co compilation of that. Mm -hmm. And we asked uh, each of the elders that we interviewed, we asked them three th to talk about three areas. First, a significant elder in his or her life who helped them um, understand and appreciate eldering, to be a model. Uh, then we also, the other area they focused on was the importance of play and humor in their life as they aged. And what does that mean? And then the third uh, area they talked about was the wisdom gathered in their life experience. What's the wisdom I have learned? All of us have so many life experiences, but the key, I think, to healthy aging is to, to hold that wisdom that we've learned and that we're growing into. So we enjoyed that under play and humor. We said, what was the time in your life when humor lifted your spirit in a difficult situation? So what we learned mm -hmm. is that no life is ordinary. It was a great title for our project. No life is ordinary. And for each of them to um, come to that realization in a deeper way. One of the rich gifts of taping was going to the home of the elders. And one of those was on a Native American reservation in Montana. And we met Inyas, an elder in the tribe. Um, and he told us that he could walk anywhere on the reservation, through the mountains, in the forest, and he'd know exactly where he was. Mm. He was just a genuine soul. And uh, he told us, which we love, and we've shared with others. He said, when I get up in the morning and I say, it's going to be a good day, it'll be a good day. If I get up in the morning and I say, oh, it's going to be a bad day, it'll be a bad day. <laughs> he was just so wise. And one of the gifts of meeting Enyas uh, was also uh, inviting us to sit with him at table and to share a meal. Uh, we had elk stew and homemade biscuits. And we were told later that white people rarely had an opportunity like that to be invited into the home of a Native American. So we felt very honored, very blessed, very privileged. It was just a rich experience. If you could handle one more eldering story. Yes. We'd to, okay, we'd love to tell you about Leona. <clears throat> Leona came to us and and when we taped her, she shared that when she grew up, she grew up in foster homes and orphanages, and she was abused in every way you could be abused. And yet here was this whole woman you'd never, you'd never know. And she told us one of the beautiful stories was when she was in fourth or fifth grade, she was at the orphanage and she had to do all the laundry before she could leave to go to school. So she was always late when she got to school. And every day she would walk into the classroom late. And her teacher 
said, my teacher, I, I forgot her name, but she was a sister, but she said, Leona, I'm so glad you're here. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then Leona shared with us, which was pretty amazing. She, at the time she was working with women prisoners and she told us that she had never told her life story to anyone with all the trauma and everything in it. But after she shared it with us, she went out and shared it with the prisoners and they had an incredible dialogue with all of them together. You freed so her up yes, I by think, her I think. trusting you. Yes, that's that's huge. Thank you, Rose and Roberta. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We we had did intergenerational workshops with elders. We had them come together. They both had to look at the stereotypes, stereotypes of elders, stereotypes of, of, of youth. And then they wrote down, they, they sat down together and we paired them up and they wrote down what was the value, what was really going to be important to you in your life and shared it with a partner, high school or elder. And so this one time I, I looked over at this partnership and there was nothing happening there. They were just sitting and, and I thought we weren't very clear with our directions. So I went over and I said, well, here's what we're doing now. And I said, you know, we're explaining what's really important in our lives and da, da, da. And they looked at me and they said, we both wrote the same thing. Oh. <laughs> and they, it was just a moment of quiet awe. So then we played a game and had a blessing. And, and then, uh, the room, when, the, when they first came in, they were, everybody was silent. There was no talking, no sharing. By the time they left, the room had just exploded. You know, they wanting to have each other's phone number, wanting to know when they could get together again. It was just such a fun, rich experience. So we have, been, we have been utterly blessed at this thing called Wisdom Works. And it certainly has worked in our life. And we have been, we're so very grateful to, uh, we're grateful to you, the hosts, for inviting us. We are very grateful to the community because I uh, couldn't have done this without the community's no. uh -huh. support. And we feel like uh, this had a positive impact on people and also very positive on, on our own us. lives. Thank you so Perfect. much, Roberta and Rose. We really thank appreciate you. So you oh, you are you, showing thank us you, how Teresa. you how you yeah, cast fire you. on the earth for your whole lives. So thank you. Thank, thank you thank so you. much. We appreciate it. Blessings. And, and I think uh, we want to thank our audience. And we certainly know how blessed you've been listening to these two wisdom figures uh, in our midst who have brought the spirit of a loving God uh, with great compassion and understanding to hundreds and hundreds of men and women everywhere they've been with their great talent and their generosity. So let us be grateful for Roberta and Rosemary. God bless you both. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.